We have real music. Live from the Sportique Studios, where we've been working around the clock to bring you all the exciting Broncos free agent signings, such as Case Keenum <laughs> and, well, Case Keenum. This is the South Stands Denver Fancast. Yeah! I'm Colin Daniels with producer Scott Stafford. Woo! The man who holds the NBA record for consecutive games without a steal, and a legendary broadcaster, Scott Hastings! And your Wow. It's going down! Thunderous. Thunderous. Dude, seriously, this is how radio should start every day. You guys are giving me so many ideas already. There you go. You can use those ideas. Oh, it's awesome. You know how those, this idea thing works, Crackman. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Vic Steel. Lombardi. Steal. Stealing our ideas all the damn time. Welcome to the show, everybody. It's wonderful to be back with you, and we have a real treat. It's been a long time coming, but we finally got him here. Scott Hastings is with us. It is awesome. T- it is awesome yeah. for you to be here. Cheers. Toast. Cheers. God Cheers. bless. It's, it's you know great. You, you know what a meme is, right, Scott? I mean, I yeah. know you're you know you're a man. It's a, it's of a guy that's not very nice. You've yeah, been yeah. you've been kind of a meme around this show for a long, long time because we've we've kind of joked that you might be coming in, and so to have it really happen is awesome. It is and awesome. Really super but have you guys ever? I, I think I was invited like four or five years ago. Oh, yeah. oh at least. Oh, like, yeah, I've sure. only been invited once. Oh and no, then, no. And then you and I. I've been following you more and more, and I try to retweet you. Think, oh, oh God, I'm getting oh, in trouble. Oh, but maybe he'll retweet me one time. I don't know. I'm <laughs> so excited. I'm so excited. Colin, oh, Colin, he retweeted me one time. Wow. Holy and, and, shit. And then also we just reached out somehow, right? And yeah, then, I probably then, DM'd you, you know? Yeah, and I slid said, into your DMs. Hey, did you ever think about doing this? I went, yeah, sure. That's awesome. Well, we're, we're glad to have you. And I think we've, like Colin said, we've talked about it for years, and we always thought you would be great. You'd have a good time on here. So hopefully, uh, hopefully we won't get you in too much trouble. Well, I kind of so. feel like it, it, it's really kind Kind of this uh, signifies my career. Like I've I've been on David Letterman, and now I'm on the South Stand. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I mean, wow. I, I mean, I, I keep elevating it. I guess, right? I don't know. <laughs> That's one way to put it. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. So, um, hey, I got free beer. Letterman didn't give me free beer. That's right. So, yeah, yeah. There you, go. you get the beer. We got to have beer because I mean, this is another thing in radio too. Is you, I mean, ideally, you're not supposed to drink. I mean, maybe right, somebody right, does, right. but you know, we can have a couple beers, get a little loose. You know, it, it by the end it gets pretty. Which is how sports talk and sports radio really, and the way I. I look at what sports talk should be. It should be a bunch of people just sitting around the bar talking. Absolutely. Not just dudes. You used to be dudes, but now we got to, we got to include the women in there too. Sure, we. Yeah. Do. I work with an like in our partner. fantasy hockey leagues. Got to let the girls in there. <laughs> you, you, do, you do. But that's what it is. Yeah, sitting around having a couple pops, right? Yeah, yeah and that and that's what we've always you know kind of tried to do along the way, and uh, and it, it, you see more and more of it happening. I think in 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 kind of more mainstream media. I know. You know, Bill Simmons is doing real well with his podcast, right. and the you know, and, and, the, and ringer? the Ringer. Yeah. It's the and it's still the Bill Simmons podcast on the Ringer Network, but it's not all really unlike what what we do right down to the uncomfortable moments in the f bombs. Yeah, it's true. Well, we've been doing this. Will be nine years this September when the Broncos season starts up. So we're we're really trying to make it to that ten years before nine we years. finally fall apart. Why yeah. are you guys like like on my show ever? 
I don't know. Because nobody's ever called us and asked us. You know what? I never thought about that. Well, you know you can't do the F-bombs on the That's true. Well, you know what? I'll confess a secret secret desire of mine, and I've I've confided in a few people, is to have done the summit. I I always wanted to be on the summit. He has complained about that. Why didn't you? I thought it would have been so much fun to go on the summit. And then he threw it out there, and a couple people were like, yeah, buddy, sure. And they just kind of like, you know. I don't think they do the summit anymore. No, they don't do it anymore. But one year when, when Alfred and I were doing it, uh, Jer- Jerome Jerinovich, remember, was was hosting originally, mm-hmm. and we had they brought one guy in, some fan, and once a week would come in and do that. Oh, geez. Well, we have we have done real radio before, and we cleaned up real nice. We we right, we right. cleaned the language up. We put that mom filter on where you don't oh, yeah. swear. So uh, we were able to do it. So if you know anyone wants to put us on, we're definitely uh, we're into it. So yeah, I think we, su- we subbed for uh, we subbed for Peter Burns and Mark Kisla. Yeah, on the well, press box. You guys box. said you did real radio though. Oh, <laughs> oh there you go. Just it's already starting. It's nice. <laughs> it's good stuff. Good stuff. Um, one thing I wanted, I just wanted, we got tons to ask you. I know Colin, Colin and I were talking about it today. He's got a, he's got a bunch of stuff uh, written down. Um, but one thing I was thinking, it just came to me today. When you, when you went to the NBA, started in the early eighties, if there was social media back then, Mm. how in trouble would everyone be? Mm. Uh, it it would not have been good. It would have been bad. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It'd have been bad. It's kind of funny. And I feel, I almost feel for some of those guys, but after a while we know the world we live in now. Yeah. And so when a guy, when Ezekiel Elliott sit there in the sleep and some chicks taking a picture, I'd be like, Stupid. I mean, yep. well, I mean, who was the last one last week? It was uh, that the wide receiver Odell, from Odell the Giants. Beckham. Odell Beckham. Odell Beckham. There's clearly, oh, yeah. there's clearly got, a got mirror. Blow, with, got blow on the table. and yeah. he's, he's smoking a blunt. And I love how the media says uh, uh, a suspicious white powder. Come yeah. on, yeah. In, in we lines. all know what that is. Yeah. There's a there's a credit card. Now line hold next on. To it. Right now, I'm giving one of my dogs some medicine, and it comes in a little white little white powder and a little. Do you baggie. chop it up on a mirror? I, I, yeah. Yeah. With a credit yeah. card. I, she won't take it any other way. With an expired visa. So she'll she'll only start it through a dollar bill otherwise yeah. yeah but i was thinking that today and i thought you know instagram and you know and twitter and everything and just how like you know somebody can say something the dude the other day um he was walking and he wouldn't give the kid the autograph Did you oh see that? yeah i can't think of who it was uh, it, it, he was a dallas mavericks and they player. just and everyone oh, larry just, nance just, jr they, everyone was down on him everyone like, just gave him shit that kid was asking larry nance jr for his autograph ah, come on if i'm larry know? nance jr i'm signing whatever i can get my hands well, that's on. probably true that's probably why everyone gave him grief so but yeah i thought about that and it just seems like it's a different time now it, 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 it is a different time i will say this about the autograph thing because i've always said this and, and it happens even to the great ones i remember kevin McHale when larry bird retired said someday there'll be kids not know who that is and you're like oh come on that's larry well it's true there's kids now you know I, guys playing the nba they probably don't even remember what larry bird ever ever was or did but i always thought to me is that there's gonna come a time no one wants your autograph and, and even the, and listen, I never even got, probably got to the heights of Larry Nance Jr. I probably would have had to carry Larry Nance Jr. shoes. That's what that's that's where my career was. But I'm like thinking, dude. I mean, there's going to come time. No one's even, you know. I'm just a tall guy in the corner, right? Hunched over and, and crying with a tin cup. So I've always felt that, you know, when sure. you can, might as well. Well, you look in great shape for for for, for being, an old fat guy. For being an old, no, an older yeah, guy. I mean, yeah. you're not. You're not. You're only about ten years older than I am. But. um 
But you know, for for big guys, because big guys, you know, like you said, hunched they over, big. they get they get big, and they kind of they're used to moving. And if they don't, then they kind of you know look at Colin. I mean, that's you know, right there. Uh, I'm moving know. as much as I can. But you, you but you look you know? good. I'm, I'm, you know? I'm an advertiser for Low T Center. Give right. Low T Center a call right now. LowTCenter.com. Exactly. Go. Be a, why not be your, a sponsor? Your logo here. Oh, you guys are prime candidates. It clearly works. You've got a you've got a four year old daughter. That's testimony alone, right there. But no, it's interesting. You mentioned you mentioned he's about ten years older than you are. And we're about 10 years older than the, you know, the Kreckman universe, the Lindsay Joneses and Peter Burns and all, you know, that whole tier of people who've been so good to us over the years coming in and doing the show. They're almost equidistant in age. You know what? Forget I said that. I want people to know how old I am. I'm young. I'm a young guy. Remember? 28 forever, baby. When I first started, I started working with Dave and I remember going with Dave Logan and I remember going to Dave's. Gosh, I got to get this right now. 40th birthday party. And it was right before, right when we had just started working, you know, 20, uh, yeah, over 20 years ago. So it shows you. But he never, ever, he always gave his age about three or four years under. And I'm like, dude, what's wrong? You're 43. Who cares? You know? <laughs> and now all of a sudden you get 57, which is I am. You're like, yeah. When I talk to the radio, I go, yeah, you know, hey, I'm in my 50s. Yeah. yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you forget the other boom, 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 boom years. So yeah, right. I, I, I get what he was doing back then. Now. No, I've, do- I've done that on, on Twitter. I'm like, well, you know, and being in my 40s and all, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm not even, I'm in my 40s technically. I'm pushing, I'm pushing hey, the outer you're, end. You're it, in so. there until they tell you. Yeah, That's right. Right. Yeah. So you, you bring up your time with Logan, and, and I, I want to knock this out because it's the first thing on my topic list. I was, the, I was your biggest fan. I was, was a was. sports view. No, yeah. th- that show. I was a sports <laughs> was a good view. show. De- I, w- I was a devotee. I had to have it. I listened to it at work. I, I never missed that show. And what I loved about it, and it was part of the inspiration for how I like to do this show, it was, it was guy talk. It was right, solid right, guy talk. Right. You talked about relationships and family and life and what's going on. And I recall a story. I remember a story very clearly. I was in traffic listening to you talk to Dave. And you were talking about having a shower with your son and peeing in the shower. Right. And not crossing the streams. And I just thought, well, what I thought at the time, I mean, it was a I was great the, story. I was at the YMCA, yeah, with my kid, yeah. 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 And, and don't cross the streams. And I, I remember thinking Sword that fights. was so courageous a thing to just brashly b- bring up. And it was just. He's talked about this for years. It was very open. It was very. It it made something click in me right. about what the wit, what I want in talk, whether it was political or sports or whatever. I've always digested an amazing amount of talk radio. That's what I like. I like rawness and sincerity and honesty. And you've always offered that in your career. And for the time you spent with with Dave Logan, I thought you guys did an epic show. The, the, the funny thing about that, because that I still get people to talk about it. Um, and, and it's kind of a rite of passage. And, and actually, it, it, I think you're blending two stories because uh, it was the first time I took my son out the back door to go go pee in the backyard. You know, I mean, that's like that's like a rite of passage. Why for have a, a yard if you're not going to pee in it? Exactly. <laughs> I don't have any idea of why. And so it was a rite of passage. And my wife at the time oh, I would get all upset. Um, but we started talking about that, and then you know, guys, being, all of a sudden, it started turning into women urinating in the shower. And sure. also, we we got Lisa McCaffrey <laughs> called us, who's like the the golden mom now. You she got kids in every level, like dominating of pro football, college football, and high school football. She's called. Oh, I do it all, and we did an entire show. And I think it, that day, Susie Wards and I were doing a show. You were, yep, and, I remember and, this. And, and it was we did three hours of of, of people come <laughs> calling and confessing of, of 
you're uh, leaking in the shower. It was, awesome. it was a brilliant shot. It, it's, that was the beauty of that show because I didn't know anything about radio. I, I, I didn't, you know, I just talked. I thought, like you said, like you said, we own the show. I, I thought you just go in there and talked and had fun. We did a whole show one time talking about me and Squirrel. <laughs> and and my, 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 let's see, my, my aunts, I guess my, my great aunt, because of my, my grandmother's sister's, or, yeah, sister's husband. Used to hunt squirrel all the time. Sure. You'd go there Thanksgiving, there's a turkey, there's this, and there's Mr. Squirrel over sure. there. Not a big deal. We did a whole show on people eating crazy food. You know? We had Reggie McDaniel. Remember the late great yeah. Rockin' Reggie? Rockin' Reggie. The way we got him introduced to the show, he called in and said, if you're on a desert island and you had to eat a monkey, a dog, or a cat, what would you eat? And he comes in and says, well, I've eaten all three. I was in the Army. I go, really? <laughs> he goes, yeah, I had, I had dog in, in South Korea. I had uh, a monkey in Vietnam. Sure. And I'm like, whoa, where'd you have cat? He goes, well, I'm from I'm East St. Louis, and it was a Chinese restaurant. I had it, and they busted him the next night. <laughs> <laughs> so that started Rock and Reggie's career for us. So, so yeah, yeah, I'm with you. I, I, I love sports, but but it's tough for me. It's tough for me to just do sports. I I want to talk life. I sure. Wanna, I want to talk the real world. And, and I think guy talk and sports, I think sports offer the perfect dra- backdrop right. for guy talk and, and the perfect excuse to be there. I mean, you, you, put a, you put a baseball on the logo and you give people a reason to tune in and then you entertain well, them. Well, what do we say? We, we offer at least 10% sports least, on this. At, at least, least 10%. 10% and, then, right. and the rest could be anything. But, so. but life is life. And, and, and listen, tragedy follows life around. And the, the thing working with Dave at KOA – we were on there during the Oklahoma City bombing. Mm. We were on there at, at 9/11. I mean, we were we were there Columbine. Uh, it was, I mean, we were there some tragic days. Well, guess what? You're not gonna come out and say, "Hey, well, the, the Broncos." You know, you got to get into life. You better you better be rounded enough to be real. And, and to this day, I still am amazed because because seriously, I cry. I you know I can watch an AT and T commercial and ball, and, but the, these <laughs> announcers the that can that can go on news programs or talk programs and talk civil with somebody who lost a, a kid to cancer or some what I just I'm sitting there go whoa and I don't know how they do that. But oh it, no! But it's, and, but it's a world. Another example of that I can think of is Michael Roberts at Westward. He writes about some of the most horrific and tragic stuff just day after day after day. And I asked him once, I I direct messaged him on Twitter. I said, Michael, how do you do it? And he's like, humor. I need, I need humor in my life. And I think, I think if you ask Kyle Clark, he'd say the same thing. He maintains a sense of humor because you have to, I mean, think about all of the horrible things he has to bring to the viewer every single day. It it crushes me. That's a hard, but it's also real. And, And it's also, I mean, what the world is. We were a sports show when 9-11 happened. I don't even know if you guys remember. You probably remember it. Um, I mean, we went for the next three months. There, there went, it was no funny stuff. There was no joke, joke stuff. KOA was where I started 9-11. I woke up that morning. I heard on KOA that an aircraft had hit right. the World Trade Center. I walked out to the living room where my wife was sitting there with a cup of coffee standing in front of the TV, shocked yeah. out of her mind. And there we stayed for the entire day. And uh, yeah, man, it's an incredible thing. Yeah, you can't start doing fart jokes when you know once that's going on. You right, can't right, really, right. you can't really dip into that. You got to wait a little while, give a little little bit of room to breathe. You know, so 
Um, is it too early? I mean, that, that was one of the. Seriously, <laughs> now we, it's okay. We we now it's okay. We, we sat there and we ended up having Gunny Bob. Remember, he came yes. on the show, and we had Gunny Bob in for like three months, and we talked military strategies, different stuff like this, blah blah blah. Where and I'm doing that because Dave was. Uh, in football September so he's coaching football so it's me and Gunny Bob for for a couple months really talking I mean I'm learning world stuff and security stuff and blah 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 blah. and and it's fascinating to me but it's the same thing once you start doing that for three months you're like dude I gotta laugh yeah yeah, I I gotta I guess someone please break wind on the air and let's let's, (laughs) which I also did on KOA one time live and Dave and I sat there in a little room and and literally cried for 30 straight minutes and couldn't even talk on the radio (laughs) and everybody knew that I I broke wind so how did that show end and was it a contract thing like if it was just time or it's always such a bummer bummer to see something like that there's, there's five people um I was doing the show by myself, and and Dave was uh, um, doing high school football, and he would come in the last hour of the show. But I basically kind of had to control the show while he was doing high school football. And they had offered me a contract. And I said, okay, I went in and signed it. And they go, well, and I don't know what happened. I don't know if the program director at the time went to the general manager at the time. I don't know what it was. I said, well, you know, let's let's sit there and think, you know, how about if we do a month? And I'm like, okay, they want to see what the ratings are with me. They don't think that I'm any good or, or something. Now, I've been there for 11 years, 12 years. And I said, fine, I'll, give me, I'll do a three-month deal. And then at the end of this, which turns out just right after the book, the book would come out, they, they would do the deal. Um, book comes out. We're fourth in, in in ratings. We had a high ratings, and I'm you know primarily by myself. Dave would come in for the last hour, and the the book was great. Everything was great. They came back and said, "Hey, we got that deal now." And now I'm I'm a little PO'd because I I I knew you didn't really believe in me, and you pulled this back. I mean, we had a, we agreed to the deal, and now you pulled it back. So now I'm really PO'd. Well, in that interim, uh, I was also doing the Nugget stuff too. And, and Matt Hutchings, uh, who's the COO of, of, of KSC, said, listen, we want you full-time. We want you to come here, blah, blah, blah. It was, it was a nice deal. It was less than I was making at, at KOA, to be honest with you. But it was a nice deal. Um, and, and I was hurt, to be honest with you, because I've given you 12 years. I was doing the Broncos at the time also, and doing the shows. The shows were good. Um, and, and to be honest with you, I, I was angry. And then when, when Matt Hutchings and KSE stepped up and said, hey, we'd like you to come. And like I said, I, I, it was a lot less, but it was, you know, they, they made you feel like you, they wanted you. You know, they wanted me. And, and at the time, KOA didn't act like that. And I said, I said sorry, I'm signing with KSE as soon as my contract's done. And, and that was kind of the end of the show. And, and Dave and I to this day are still great friends. We don't, you know, we don't go to dinner every night or anything like that, but we'll see each other and we hug and, and everything. And we go right back into the routine. It, it, someday, I firmly believe, maybe you guys, we ought to get me and Logs in here someday. Oh, that'd be awesome. To do a show. I, yeah. I think he'd love, I think it was me, I think he would love to do it. But I think someday he and I will do a show again someday. And, and I'm doing it with Julie now, who is our, actually our first producer. She was our first producer. Are you kidding me? I didn't. I, wow. She was our first producer when Dave and I first started. At KOA. At KOA. Look, I'll we, be damned. We've got a studio for you guys. You can you can do it live. Right here. Right here. Free beer. Yeah, I don't exactly. know if Dave drinks beer anymore. I don't know. He, he's in really good shape. 
That's awesome. That's good. We sh- well, listen, we're gonna we're definitely gonna go overtime. We have to. We gotta. You know, I'm I'm already extending the first quarter. We do it in quarters, Scott. So we do it. Uh, you know, we'll do it. We'll do a first quarter. We we usually do 15 minutes, but for you, we're gonna we're gonna go longer because I, I talk too much. By the way, no, no, I, it's I fine. keep getting yelled at by Marilab because I always miss the break. So oh, I'm, really? I'm that guy. Oh no, so it's fine. Bad. We're uh, we're good. We're we we. We will uh, we will utilize your your talking as much as we can because we want to we've got a lot to cover I think right Colin yeah we want to pack this thing full we do yeah we want to pack it full so let's take a quick break and we'll be right back with more we do not destroy ourselves we move one day venture to the stars a still more glorious dawn awaits not a sunrise but a galaxy rise a morning. So I'm doing a read, right? Yep. And then questions. You're going, you're and you already did the out music. So, yeah. So read. <laughs> what the hell we got turntables for if we're not listening to music coming back in, though? And yeah. what the heck do you have the internet for if you're not signed in at bsndenver.com? Hey, guys, it's the cost of a cup of coffee, and you're going to get guys who are live right now down in Scottsdale covering your Colorado Rockies, guys who are traveling with the Avalanche. Uh, Brandon Spano's somehow done it. He's made blogging a pay gig, and these guys are doing a great job. And if you want to see them continue to get paid, you're going to sign up at bsndenver.com, and you'll be rewarded for it. And when you do, please tell them the South Stands sent you. It's the question. It's the question, boy. It's the question. It's the question. Come on. It's the question. Is Case Keenum the biggest Broncos signing since Peyton? Hillis. Have the... Well, you finally got somebody to laugh. That's awesome. Have the Broncos thought about hiring Dan O'Dowd as GM since he had the good sense to draft Russell Wilson and Michael Vick? When the rape allegations were levied against Adam Gotsis, did Vance Joseph put an arm around him and say, hey, buddy, it happens to the best of us? Oh, after he went in, then you get that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> after he went into, a studio com- into the studio, commercial free. Oh, God dang it, I messed that one up. Man. Try it again. Yeah, after, we, we got editing to After have the editors are all over it. After he went into the studio all night, commercial free, to announce the Case Keenum signing, did Mrs. Dmac ask, "Since when can you go all night?" <laughs> can Nate Kreckman recommend a salary-based mortgage consultant? Has Altitude TV considered asking Nicola to kneel when Allie interviews him? Right. <laughs> when Jamal, she needs a she, telescoping she microphone. She just got engaged, by the way. Congratulations, Congratulations Allie. Yeah. When Jamal Murray's father, Roger, sat courtside for the Lakers game, was he pitching bottled water from Lithuania? Do female broadcasters love working with Scott Hastings because he makes them all feel tiny? <laughs> you have questions. We have answers. SouthStandsDenver.com, Colorado's finest internet sports talk. Since 1971! 
know this, Scott? No, but I, I, I you know. Oh, you're going to like it. Official story. Running the break, we're as fast as the wind. We force the play for men to win. Uh oh, the power's going. The psychedelic version of it. Yeah, So the the video people can't hear that because we don't have that on. But it's so. important to note that it was played on real vinyl, as demonstrated by the fact that we had sound warbling just like yeah, real vinyl. Yeah. Um, that means it's what, real. What year was that? 70-something. 76, I guess 76, right. Yeah, 76. Okay. That was five years into your podcast. That's right. <laughs> exactly. Uh, it may be Great American Music Machine. That's amazing. They, see, they, don't, they don't quite do that for teams now nowadays. Or maybe if they do, it's not quite as funky as this. Oh, and it has the lyrics on the back, too. That's pretty sweet. Clearing the boards. Clearing or driving the, boards. the lane. Very, Our teamwork fun. is a beautiful sight. So this had to be an ABA gig thing, right? I mean, this is 76, like, yeah. Yeah. Or, or maybe the, right into when they're transferring yeah. over. It's crazy. Wow. Because um, that sounds like an ABA thing right this there. This sounds very it? ABA. Yeah. 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 What? I'm, it's I'm dr- the best theme song in all of sports. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And Although, they never wait. play it. They never play it. Although, wait. They though. don't have it. You're the only guy in Denver that still has it. I think Jeff Morton has, has, I think he might even told us about it a long time ago, didn't he? No. Yeah, no, I think so. He did not. It was all me. I don't know. Okay, maybe. Jeff, no, Jeff you, might wanna, you might want to answer that that. Uh, that, uh, that that charge. accusation, yeah, that that accusation. against you. Um, what's the? I'm drawing a freaking blank on it. The um, the the ABA um, movie. The movie. The, 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 oh, with God. with Will with Ferrell. With Will Ferrell. Uh, Buddy Love, not Buddy Love. Uh, yeah, yeah. He sings the song. Yeah. The the, the, the something tropics was yeah, the thing. Yeah, the, 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 yeah. the Flint tropics. The Flint tropics. Uh, the old school. No. No. God, God. All star. No. It's like um, it, it's something. I don't that know, movie. It up, yeah. That movie's great. great I love Did that you see that movie, Scott? What'd you think? Hold on, because you know I'm. I'm I mean, t- it's going to come to me soon. I, you know I'm a tool. Uh, I'm trying to think of it before Google does. I know, I know, um, um, which is really hard in in my advanced age. Um, yeah, I know. Old, I was say old school. It's something like that. Though. All pro, all semi pro, semi pro, semi pro. I thought semi pro was that. Uh... I think it's semi pro. Yeah, it's semi pro. Which you know, and one I mean, of their players, I think, in the mo- in this movie, goes to the Nuggets. I think, or no, the Nuggets won one of the other teams. Yeah, and, and because they're 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 phasing out the Flint Tropics, and it's going to be the Nuggets, the Spurs, and the the um, the the Bucks or whoever else was in there. Um, but you know, obviously, maybe not quite a, a slice of life of maybe what it was like back then. You know, in the late seventies. Definitely a funny movie, though. It's a but, good movie. But no, speaking of which, uh, speaking and speaking of movies. Um, Altitude, I this week launched their Mo documentary, which I watched. I, I saw the second airing, which was on nine at nine p.m. Yeah. I heard you and Julie talking about it in the morning, right? And I mark, I put it in my Google Calendar on but, my way into wasn't work. Was it good? It was really good, and and I learned so much. I, I did not know that George Carl played for Doug Mo. Right? Did, How about I, that? You know, I did not know that Doug Mo was a star player on, of his own right. I mean, there was a lot. That I How about know. the funny thing is, if you haven't seen it, and, and, and I said this on the show, I, I think it's the best thing Altitude's ever produced. Oh, I think so, too. Yeah, it, it was absolutely phenomenal. And, and, and my hat's off to them for having the willingness, because somebody had to pitch that. Yeah, well, somebody, I think Vic pitch, pitched it. Julie jumped in because she had a relationship with Doug and, and some of the guys like that. 
And, and, and to them, they went to the bosses. Benny Boylan kind of got behind it. And the fact that the bosses got behind it kind of amazes me. It took about two years. I mean, for them to put this all together. I mean, they had stuff in there from the fifties. Doug Doug Moe playing basketball in the fifties. Oh, in Brooklyn. Yeah, in and, Brooklyn. And that was one of my favorite parts was where they talked about how he used three different names: one to play as a Jew, one to play as a Catholic, and one as a Protestant. Really? Yeah, yeah. You played because yeah. you couldn't play if you were yeah, weren't yeah. a Protestant. You couldn't play in the Protestant league. He was Doug Moskowitz in the Jewish league. He was Doug Moskowitz. Wow, that's yeah. awesome. Which is it was I mean really you you got to see this thing, and I'm not just tuning for anything. It's, no. I heard it's it was really, great. The production quality is like 90% 30 for 30. Like, it's almost there. Yes. It, like, these videographers who did that did an amazing job. I, I agree And, and as I heard you talk about on the air, it, they, they had to take just such a massive amount of content. They had to, 30 hours of interviews. Yeah, that's I not mean, to mention video they got, clips. They got Pat Riley on this thing. They've got Larry Brown on this thing. They've got Greg Popovich. Greg Popovich, who never talks to anybody, but then yeah. all of a sudden you bring up Doug Moe's name. He's, he was like sitting there going, blah, 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 wow. blah. They had 15, 20 minutes with, with Pop talking about Doug Moe. And you have five minutes of him just yelling at hands like the whole time. <laughs> yeah, well, it, it was yeah, that's, 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 that's the so thing I saw. Awesome. But what the, the Nuggets, when when you came to the Nuggets, what did you, I mean, what did you, obviously they've been around for a while, but did you, like, were you kind of like the Nuggets? Yeah, was, it being, was it being sent to NBA Siberia? Well, I, to, to be honest with you, it's really funny because as a, a guy that was, deemed a finesse player in college and we ran the passing game at, at Arkansas when I was in college and, and I was a shooter I was a face-up stand-up I was Blair Rasmussen or Danny Shays I was the guy that set back picks popped out shot 18-foot jump shots all day long um, and then having to mold into Hubie Brown and Mike Fatello kind of styles where, where now you start to beat guys up and and knock them down and set screens I my whole career wanted to play for Doug Moe in Denver because he let whoever's open got to shoot. And if the big guy can knock down a 15- or 18-foot jump shot, they let them do that. And my whole career, I'm like, man, I'd love to play for Doug Moe. No no blowjob or nothing. This is absolutely the Oscar truth. And and when I got traded now, now I've run the gamut. I've, worked, I've played for Hubie Brown, played for Mike Fratello. I played for Ron Rostein, who are the same guys in three different bodies. Then I get to Chuck Daly, who the late great Chuck is the greatest coach I've ever played for. And Eddie Sutton would be up there also. But Chuck Daly just got the pro game. He understood the athlete. I've seen him. I've seen guys like go off on him on the, the court. He wouldn't say anything. But they were first one in the office the next morning with him, and they'd come out with their head down. And <laughs> I mean, but he didn't. He didn't I'm not going to cause a scene. I'm not going to embarrass him on the court. But we'll talk about it behind closed doors. That's door. an important thing to do. And no one, and and, and that's a, it's a giant lesson. He was he was phenomenal. But they also had a thing when you went to the Pistons. When I went to Pistons from day one, I I swear to God, I, I always tell the story. It was like the Untouchables. Remember the movie when 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 they go to Sean Connery and goes, okay, tell me how we get Capone. He said, we got to do it the Chicago way. They bring a knife, we bring a gun. They put one of ours in the hospital, we put one of theirs in the morgue. That's how the Pistons played. And I remember the second day of practice, and we were practicing actually in Canada for training camp, Bill Ambeer takes myself and David Greenwood to dinner. And, and it's like a board meeting. He sat right there, and he and, and Dave and I, you know, there's Lambeer, 6'11", 285 pounds, and there's me and David, two 6'10", dudes, you know, 250, you know, pretty big in our own right. And, and he was, I mean, it was like, yes, sir. I mean, we were, we were like in school. And he says, our guards run this team. 
He says, anyone puts our guards on the floor, we put their guards out of the game. I mean, I'm getting, I swear to God, I'm thinking, can you do it in an, an Irish accent, please? Can, <laughs> can, can, can you please be Sean Connery? Because I swear to God, I, I feel like I, I, I'm in the movie right now. But it was a mindset that the only thing that mattered was winning. And, and you know, in the documentary they did for the 30-30 with them, when they lost, it wasn't right that those guys walked off the court, although they didn't make as big a deal when Bird did the same thing when they finally knocked Bird and them out of the playoffs. Um they were so competitive, man. It was losing or nothing. I, I, I mean, and, and, and to this day, Isaiah is a dear friend of mine, the most competitive SOB that you'll ever know in the world and was phenomenal. Um, but then I came here, and I went from world championship and, and 57 wins and 56 wins and back-to-back seasons losing in the Eastern Conference playoffs to here, and they just had Westhead's first year who is the worst coach that I've ever played for in my life. And they were clueless. i give you an example. I, I'm sorry I'm rambling. No, please. This is fascinating. But we're in training camp my first year. Now, I came from Chuck Daly and the Pistons, two years, to here. The bad boy Pistons. The bad boys, to the Denver Nuggets. And we're down at Colorado Springs, the Air Force Academy at training camp. And we're going to run a drill. And back then, the 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 block to block screen, you know, because Houston had the twin towers and yeah, there was a lot of big guy stuff back then. We're going to go down. Let's go work on that 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 block to block screen. So I go I go to one of the assistant coaches going to run the drill. So how do you want us to play this? Oh, uh, what do you mean? Uh, uh, I don't know. Hey Paul, hey Paul, how do you want to play this? Paul goes, whoa, you know I. I, I we're working a drill in training camp that we're going to have to do in the NBA season. <laughs> this is to get ready so that we know how to handle this. And Paul, well, you know, do it however they feel comfortable. And I, I start cussing. I, I, I go, listen, I was, I, it was before therapy. It was before <laughs> di- divorce, before years and years of therapy. Maturity settles in slowly for yeah, all yeah, of us. I feel you're I'm about, mature. You're about what? I understand. 20... Yeah, uh, tw- I'm, I'm 30. You're I'm 30, 30 okay. years old. And, and, and angry. Especially yeah. when it comes to compete, because when I'm when I'm a play, listen, I didn't play much when I played. You're gonna loaf. I don't I don't believe in loafing. And I went down and did this drill, and I was so pissed off. And, and every drill I did, I blew guys. I'm blowing up. I'm blowing up to Kimby. I'm knocking him over. I'm throwing the guys. You want to play it this way? Let's play it this way. Okay, this is called riding it over the screen. And I pushed a guy out of bounds, and knock, and I'm busting this drill up. Just, but that's how he. There was no preparation. So I went from always wanting to play to Denver to when I get here, I'm playing with Paul Westhead. I'm like, you can't win games. You don't know what the hell you're doing. There's there's no plan, no rhyme or reason. If you tell a bunch of guys, you guys cover sports forever, take any sport, and you tell 12 guys or 25 guys on a hockey team or 25 guys and say, go do it. Yeah, you ain't, you're gonna have no success. Yeah, just ask Vance Joseph. But I'd wonder. <laughs> I, but but I'd be curious to know. And we what we've had John and I have had several conversations about about Mike Malone. And I and I understand you and he share a common overlord at KSE. So I would never expect you to throw the guy under the bus. But as a fan, should I have confidence in Mike Malone? I will say this about Mike Malone, and I mean this sincerely. And I've known Mike since he was 19. 
In fact, he brought the story up when he got hired. He goes, hey, remember we were at that one bar down there and you bought me a beer? And I'm like thinking, okay, you're 43 Uh-oh. head coach. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, dude, you were 19. <laughs> Oops. Um, I should be in jail. Yeah, Still. yeah, thanks a lot. I think the, the, the limitations are on that. Um, I would know this. I know he's a, a competitive joker. Uh, as 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 there comes, and I know he's prepared. I know he puts the effort in. Are there things? I think every coach, when you when you don't have success that you that you need, there's always things coaches look at themselves and say, "I should do this better." And there's things he's got to continue to grow at and get better at. Also, he's got a different team than I think he ever envisioned in his life. Had he has a a finesse team. And I think they need to be tougher. I um, think so too. Yeah. And they, when you were talking about when you were talking about the Pistons, I was thinking, oh, yeah, <laughs> dude. I was standing up last night in I L.A. Want, I was standing up to do that. I, and I swear to God, I don't have these moments very often, and I'm I'm not as tough as I pretend. Um, but I always felt in an NBA fight there was three punches, and I just wanted two of them. That that was my whole goal, so I was never afraid. Um, I'm standing up last night in L.A. wanting Julius Randle just to look at me. <laughs> I, I, I get like that sometimes. It's stupid. But but I know Mike wants him to be that way. Are there things he can get better at? A- absolutely. Um, but you don't expect guys to go three for 14 in a game. You don't expect the guys on an out-of-bounds play that you're coming in down three late in the game, not ready for the play, and it goes out of bounds. I mean, there's certain things that coaches aren't you can't control. But well, And guys like Barton are so on and off, like, Barton can be as off as he was against the Lakers, and then there are nights where he's just absolutely yeah, shooting the lights. Brilliant. And, and as a coach, and, I, and, I, and I'm not saying this to, to back out of the question because he does have things he has to improve on. And, and there are things that teams and players have to improve on. Toughness is one of them. I think a leader has to emerge and say, come on, guys, follow me, and let me show you how to do it. And even if it's against their nature, they've got to find a way to, to nurture that And that, that won't nature. ever be Jokic, will it? Um, you know what? It, we, we, on Wednesdays, we have uh, uh, Earl Boykins comes in. I know, and I love it. And, and Earl, awesome. Earl said a brilliant sure thing one it. time that I had no idea about, that in the European nature is is others first, team first. They, they preach from the day you're three, team, 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 which sounds like a interesting concept. <laughs> right? I'm like, right? Wonder, when did that work in America? It's literally a foreign concept. A for, it's, a, it's a foreign concept. Yeah. He said on birthdays, the birthday guy gives everybody else a gift. Oh, yeah, yeah. Here it's about me, 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 me. And Jokic is a, a we guy. And, and it's against his nature a little bit to be selfish. But we've all seen when he is aggressive and kind of, quote, unquote, selfish that he thinks, how good is the team? I mean, they're, they're brilliant. They're better. I, I think it's going to come down to a guy like Murray. That, Murray has got that. He's already got the Lakers fans pissed he off. He reminds at him. me of Russell Westbrook. What were they saying as far, last as night? As far as the ego goes, uh, at the end of the game, Murray sucks. That's what they're saying. Uh, Nineteen thousand yeah. people. I mean, that's but for that's the awesome. Man, for as Bronco, as Denver fans, you guys are Denver fans. I was right? beaming. I was as, beaming as with Denver, pride. When's the last time you ever heard in a Laker arena <laughs> them attacking a, a Denver I player? Said, I say the same thing. That's fantastic. I've never heard it. Actually. Never happened. Yeah. All right. That's fantastic. They I love know it. who he is. What um, what does the what does like the fi- you get more of the fan reaction being on Twitter, uh, being on altitude? You have people talking to you and going, "Oh, I feel this way. I feel this way." The fan reaction to like a team like the Nuggets, how much of that filters to the team, or are they just basically like, "We're going to do our thing. We don't care. We don't. We've we've zoned that out." You hear that? I mean, does any of that get to the team where they're like, "Oh, well, well this needs to happen"? You guys, you ain't dumb. I mean, social media. Well, you are, but anyway, <laughs> so <laughs> social media, whether whether it's and there's great about social media and there's really bad about social media. 
but but everybody's in social kind of like society at large probably so but but now it, it's you can you can isolate yourself from society and i guess you could a little bit from social media and i think there are probably older people that do but sandy club for example every exactly he's still got a flip phone and i think he shares it with his <laughs> wife and, and i'm not lying i, I really do that's awesome I, 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 seriously he but let me say this first of all Sandy's one of the most sincere, beautiful, genuine people you'll ever meet. I have had the pleasure to meet him. I met him at a Stiff's Night Out at Jake's Food and Spirits a long time ago. He'd be great in here. Oh, I'd love to have him. He'd be great in here. I would love to But you never can DM him. I'll I'll talk to him and see if I can get him. That's the thing, is unless somebody wants to cough up his phone number, I can't get him. I'll I'll talk to him and see if I He's like a monk living in the mountains. You can't talk to him. (laughs) I swear to God he is. (laughs) No, he's awesome though. And we've always talked about him too. We always love to have him. You 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 I learned for the couple years I, I work with Sandy, you learn something every day. Now I'm a free spirit kind of hey, I want to come into a show and like you guys hey, let's let's have a couple things. He's buttoned the hell down. and and has it down though. Now I've heard this from other has people it too. Down. Yeah, he. That's why they call him the Ayatollah, and he's got, and he's got uh, he's got he's got magazine articles dog-eared, and he's got. Oh know. yeah, but he used to get up and he would come downtown. And he lives in the suburbs, uh, kind of by the text interaction, and, and he would come downtown to what was the 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 place that was downtown that that had all the newspapers from all over the the country new york times worship oh the market the, the market the market right it, on larimer yeah yeah so yeah. new york it was, i thought the, the press some new york uh, yeah okay but they had he, they had all he would come down and read all the papers before the internet and big stuff like that now, now he does it on the internet but he would come down and read all the newspapers from around the country and then go do a show the, i'm telling you, the dude is brilliant Oh, yeah, I know. Awesome. I, I, I believe, and and he's a true godfather in Denver radio. Oh no, absolutely, absolutely. Um, no, I always say I listen to him, and I just say if you if you want to do radio, you should listen to this guy right now because he's he's got it going on. He's well, a, as much as I paragon. love Josh Dover, and I do, um, the fact that Sandy is now allowed to do Nuggets post game thrills me to no end. Yeah, and I, I don't ever, I didn't even you know can't, that. So you I, can't probably listen to it because you're still you know still taking working. off microphones and wiping off your makeup. Yeah. Oh, a- a- great man. You didn't wear makeup tonight? No. Oh, well, just okay. the lipstick. Yeah, just the lipstick. <laughs> hey, let's we got to get into the second half and this is this we could just honestly we could just keep going, but I know people got to take a whiz. Yeah, I, like I, I got to go have dinner with my family too. Oh, do you really? Yeah, so yeah. Oh shit. Well, how we, quick you got to be out of yeah, here? Yeah, we got uh, how 7:30 down. No, no. <laughs> it's 8:30. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, if you need to get out, we'll we'll talk about it. Yeah, we'll talk. About it. We'll talk about it. But let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. Tender, I'd like to forget I'm for everything that's wet Let's get drunk and be somebody Tomorrow morning I won't care if the sun don't shine The whole world's gonna look rosy Through these bloodshot eyes of mine I want to forget that big boss man And the little woman who don't understand Let's get drunk and be somebody Mutiny Information Cafe is uniquely Denver, and it's a place you should absolutely visit right at the corner of Broadway in Ellsworth in Denver. Mutiny Information Cafe is owned by local yokels, and it's not new Denver. It's old Denver. You can buy used books. You can buy comics. You can buy records. You can buy iced coffee with ice cubes made out of coffee. Mutiny Information Cafe. Tell them what, Scott? 
the South Stand sent you. This is, this is good stuff. This is good sports. It's good sports, sports talk. Um, sports, 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 sports. So we, we, we've got we've got Scott for a little bit more. But what we discussed on the on the live stream is that uh, once this nugget season's done, he's going to take an Uber and then we're really going to party and we're going to have a, we're going to and, and bring in Dave Logan. And I think Dave would love this. I, I, I think he would love you guys. That's awesome. We'll just, you know, they great. don't do the Altitude Sports Summit anymore, so let's just hijack get the Alfred. name. Hey, we'll get Alfred. We'll get Alfred, and, and we'll get Sandy. Alfred, Dave, and Sandy, and us. And the, wow, and the, and that's going to be a lot. We'll, we'll, just, we'll just go in the corner and let them talk. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Talk about being outclassed. Yeah, I know. No oh, shit. I don't think so. That's awesome. Um, speaking of Dave, so you, you not, not only an NBA champion, but you were on the call when the Broncos won their first Super Bowl. Yeah. You're on there. Now, Dave is, you know, he's 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 the one talking, but you're on there too. And, and I got to say this, you know the part that stand up in, in, yeah. in Denver? I always yeah. thought that was you. No, that's Dave. No, that's yeah. him. Dude had a tear in his eye. Did oh, he? I'm and, sure and he I know, did. I know oh, he no, played, you can tell. I know he played in Cleveland, but, but I mean, he's a homegrown Denver guy. He, dude, he had tears in his eye when he was saying that. Oh yeah, I mean, and I just listened to it last week. In fact, I, I that's giving me chills I, thinking I, I about put it. The, I put the link up on Twitter. Everybody needed a little bit of that. I, my, um, my my key in that one was uh, you're going to tell me a 37 year old man doesn't want to win this game. Yeah, when that, the was the helicopter helicopter that, that was helicopter. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. awesome. But that's great, and that's that's just like being a part of that is pretty special, and people will always hear your voice, and it's 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 really cool. I think. It's awesome. hey, you want me to tell you a funny story about that? Yes, please. So so do you remember David Diaz Infante? Yep, I do. Yeah. He, yeah. he went on Letterman after the Super Bowl. Along with Mark Slareth. He he was the long snapper and I think backup guard played a little bit of stuff. He and I started all of a sudden getting this stupid routine, sometimes started a thing, and I would yell at him from the booth. And I don't know how to start. I would take my shirt off and, and like like and, and we're talking about places in Buffalo, <laughs> Pittsburgh, Kansas City, where it's like freezing. You know, and know that, and so he would sit there and yeah, yeah, you know, because I'm like yeah, uh, you know, and, and then he would stretch and show his butt to me. <laughs> he would sit there and like semi moon me while he was stretching. So we had this whole thing. So I'm actually in the booth before Super Bowl 32, shirt off, screaming down the field like ah, because I, I, I fell into that job doing that and, and had no pretense. Dave was the expert. Guy played nine years in the NFL. Knows everything in the world about football. You see the success he's had as a high school coach. I mean, the guy knows football. And I just wanted to kind of be a fan. I knew sports. I knew athletes' mindset. And I've always said this. The X's and O's change. The sport doesn't. Every athlete that has problems in, in football and the fears and the insecurities and the ego and all this, has it in hockey, has it in baseball, has it in basketball, has it in soccer. That's So I try to just bring it 
like that. I just want to be the fan. In fact, I call myself Monkey Boy because when Dave's called, oh, the five, the 10, the 50, and I'm going, that's my claim to fame in the highlights. But but I, it, it, was a, it was a great time, but I did fall in that. So, yeah, I had my shirt off at Super Bowl 32 for a That's I, awesome. I, I, I just I realized earlier I just had like a Chris Farley moment, like when he's talking to Paul McCartney. It was, I was completely like, a Chris I was, Farley I was like, moment. So remember, remember when you called that, that Broncos Super Bowl? That was awesome. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I'm crossing cool. Tell Us a Super Bowl 32 story off my list right there. <laughs> hey, well, here's here's something we need to uh, we need to corroborate. So when we had Tom Nalen on here, uh, the very first yes. time, yes, Tom yes. Nalen's been on twice and uh, was a was a great guest. Had tons of information. He's getting up to leave, and he says after um, the the second Super Bowl that they that the Broncos In won, Miami. He says he goes he goes yeah. Uh, uh, Shanahan told uh, Elway to or no, no I'm sorry, the, the, the AFC championship the AFC championship game, game. Uh, after said, the Jets game. They when said, he did the victory he lap, he said take a lap because you know you know once once we were you're done or you know you're done and and the, he basically told him that he wasn't coming back or he's not he's not gonna play again and then. We asked him that again, and he kind of didn't like he didn't remember telling us. So we don't know if he misunderstood that or something. Right. But do you know anything about that? that I, I don't, but I, I remember it. Obviously, one, it was the last game of Mile High. Yeah, right. I mean, that was the last game the Broncos played at Mile High in the AFC Championship game, and I do remember it was a struggle. Remember, they were down, I think, at halftime. Uh, the wind was blowing and howling. They had like a five-yard punt one time. Remember, and it went straight <laughs> up there and backwards. Um, but I rem- I was down on the on the field doing interviews when that happened and saw Elway take off with the trophy and was going around and that's the only thing that hit me and and no one to say anything about him. he's saying goodbye I mean that's John Elway saying goodbye that he's done and I don't even know if you remember this I'm the guy that broke the story that he was coming back after Super Bowl 32 um, because we're at at his golf tournament he used to have the celebrity golf tournament mm-hmm. in town and he and I are out there with a bunch of bunch of guys. And we're drinking beers, and he leans over and he goes, yeah, I'm going to tell you something. I go, yeah. He goes, I'm coming back for next year. I go, really? Hell he yeah. goes, He goes, yeah. I go, and this before And he the, told you this knowing you, you're a media, member, yeah, yeah, yeah. member of the media. And, and, and this before internet and all that, all that stuff where social media, I could have had my phone right there taking pictures. Elway's coming back, whatever. And and I go, can, can I can I tell people? Can we? Can we? He goes, yes. So, man, I got up, left. You know, drove I home. I can't wait to get on the air. <laughs> I, I, I called Lee Larson. I called Dave Logan. Lee Larson was a general manager at KOA at the time. Uh, they had a function that night, a big award ceremony. Lee came down and talked to him. He goes, yeah, it's true. So Dave and I, they had a special presentation. We came in in the Sunday morning because we never did shows on Sunday morning. And Dave and I do a special show. They go live Sunday morning. We had to sleep on it all night. Just think about that. Think yeah, about that. Like, it's crazy. Like, yeah. so I'm learning three o'clock in the afternoon on a Saturday, and I'm telling everybody at, at, at eight a.m. or nine a.m. Sunday morning on Jeez, KOA. I would never make it. To Imagine that. that. <laughs> yeah, I know. So, but we break it, and this is you know talk about snail mail. We break it right there on the air live. Bum bum bum. Elway's coming back. Told us yesterday. Blah blah blah. We we go in the newsroom after we do like an hour show or something like that. Also, we start getting calls. The newsroom starts getting called AP. New York AP, but it, so even even just from that signal, and that talk, it got big enough. Phone call, phone call, phone call. We in there, staying there another hour, doing interviews across the country from from That's crazy. from people because they they'd heard the news now from, from just that broadcast. Now it would have been you know I'd have taken a picture with him sitting there right there. Oh, he's maybe do back. maybe do a quick uh, periscope. Right, <laughs> imagine go, imagine yeah. how you would do it now. But but yeah, we we actually well, broke well and, and you you bring that up. I, I was fascinated. I, I'm sitting on my phone on Twitter on. Uh, 
what was it Monday night about to go to bed and I, like one last look before I go to sleep. Don't you hate that? DMAC, yeah. DMAC. I'm heading, I'm driving down to the studio right now and I'm just like, damn it. So I get my phone. I, I, I Google, I, I use the voice recognition. I go, listen to 104.3 The Fan. Oh, okay. Push the button. Put on oh, the headphones. Listen, you're, bl- you're blaming DMAC for your hangover, I saw. Now, listen, I did. you have no one fault. to blame but yourself. It was his fault. No, I stayed you, up another 45 could, minutes drinking beer because DMAC was talking about Keith Keenum <laughs> coming to town. But I thought that was cool. He did six hours straight, commercial free. Didn't have any commercials booked, racked up or anything. Just talked and talked and talked and took callers, which was interesting because you don't typically hear him take callers. So it was kind of fun. Yeah, that's interesting. It's crazy how, that's, how that... Uh, Mine's bigger. <laughs> Case Keenum, John Elway. Case Keenum, John Elway. Yours is way more important. So, uh, do you miss any of that? Like, do you miss yeah. any of the Broncos stuff? I mean, you know, yeah. the, uh, the Broncos won't have won a Super Bowl since you were involved with those two. But yeah, there, there's still a lot of people that are there. And then obviously with Kubiak coming back, John coming back doing the general manager, you still see the guys. Uh, Mark Schlereth, I used to. I, I, did shows. I did shows with with Rod Smith, with Shannon Sharp, with Ed McCaffrey. Um, um, so you just knew all those guys. You know, Slareth and I on because I'd go in and tape Shannon Sharp on Friday, and then I would meet Slareth in the equipment room, and he and I would play a, a best two out three in a game of five hundred of darts back in the equipment room every day and, and got to know Tommy and, and I was probably closer with the offensive linemen because they're all slugs and I'm a slug. And so, yeah, you've you hung out back then. You felt like you're one of the dudes. You're just kind of one of the guys. And it, it was really cool. Uh, I don't know how it is now. I don't know how they do it now. I, I know now also with the Nuggets, I mean, the guys are all great to me and get to talk to them and I can go up and approach all of them. But, you know, I'm their dad's age now. Right back, back then, right. I was a year kind of close. Yeah. Right. yeah, I'm a year or two retired. A few, you know, I'm, I'm basically same age as Elway, and I was doing that. Well, yeah, and, and, and being an athlete too, and they can kind of like, oh, he knows he knows what we're what we're going through essentially yeah. too. Well, I'm, and on that kind of along those same lines, you're you're a second generation father now, so you have you've had children before. Now you have another. Yeah. Talk to me just quickly about what it's like to be ten years older than me and and raising a. Raising children again, yeah. another time. It's, it's, I was say he looks really good for that because no I, I definitely didn't look that good when to my me, kids it's, were that it's age. It's been the greatest thing that's ever happened to me in my life. Now to sit there, if I sit back and think and you know drink too many beers and go, "Whoa, is me?" Like, what am I doing at my age? It, it's been the greatest thing in in that's happened to me ever. To be honest with you, uh, it's been great for a couple of reasons. One's my older children. Just love my young daughter now. I mean, they 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 have sisters play. You know, you got two older sisters. One just turned thirty the other day. They they go and play and they go shop and they went and did the pedicure. I mean, it's just it's just absolutely beautiful and amazing. Um, and it's also and I, I looked at it this way because I really sat and thought about this when when my two older kids were born, my two do- oldest daughters, I was in the middle of trying to stay in the league. I mean, I'm 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 every day I'm taking a nap. You know, I almost feel guilty that, that was I. They didn't get as much of you I, as this I, one. I, yeah, I'm thinking, did I give them enough of me? And and it's tough. I mean, before I came over here, I'm saying I'm, I'm on the ground playing Peppa Pig uh, with the castle and stuff. Peppa, why are you doing? <laughs> it, it, it just it's crazy. Um, and then even when my son was born, I was just transitioning from player to media and, and trying to get this gig done. And, and it was always this. Now I'm like, and listen, I don't, you know, my contract ends in June. Who knows? I may be done in, in June with all this. But it's like, you know, 
when I'm home, it's like I told you how I got to leave. I mean, I leave for 16 days. I mean, I truly want to get home and, and, and see her and be with her and crawl on the floors. And, you know, I, I probably moan a little bit more. I try to make it like it's a scary monster when I'm getting on the floor. My back hurts. I'm like, oh, daddy, you're being a monster again. Okay, let's play monster. But it's been the most beautiful thing that I've ever gone through. Uh, I would not have thought, I would not have scripted my life and said, this is where I will be. But it's been the most amazing thing being older with a with a kid because it really it makes you younger. And, Absolutely, and, and it keeps you hipper. Keeps oh, you on top, yeah. right? You know, you know what kid bop is, and you, by all rights, you shouldn't. Um, let me ask you this, and I know we're, we've got to get you out of here. Uh, you've got commitments, but as a father and as an enthusiast of coaches, I've picked up on this, and knowing the NBA the way you do, I'm curious as to your thoughts about. Larry Eustachy and coaches like him and whether that era of uh, that kind of tough-minded basketball coach is coming to an end. Yeah, it, it is coming to an end, but 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 I, I don't know if it was Bill Hanslick we had on the show and we were talking about it. And, and I've got one of my best friends, in fact, the godfather of my, my oldest daughter – Played for Bobby Knight at Indiana. So Randy, that's the ultimate example. Randy Whitman played for and won the 81 championship with Indiana uh, in Philadelphia. Um, and, and you want to talk about stories. <laughs> I, mean, I, can, I can tell you some stories that are just crazy that he's shared with me. Um, that was a different era. But, but it, it, what Hans said, he said this, you can still be demanding. You can't be demeaning. And I th- Interesting. And I think That's a really a, good way to put it. Yeah, I thought that was absolutely beautiful. I got a good friend of mine who was an assistant coach with me in Atlanta and also Detroit who now runs, and you guys can follow him on Twitter. I think it's Coaching University. His name is Brendan Sir. We've had him on the show a couple of times also. And he's hooked up with a guy named John Gordon who's kind of a motivational speaker, uh, um, guy that they go around and they talk with. I think Clint Hurdle, this guy's gone and spoke with Clint Hurdle. Uh, Clemson has this John Gordon guy come in. But there's a a new wave that they're trying to train coaches to be men. I, I've heard the word love used now more in modern sports than it, it ever. I mean, you never – I, I got buddies. I got my buddies that I graduated high school, and I got three – actually six guys that we get together every summer for a week up in the mountains here in Colorado. And now when we talk to each other, I say, Hey man, love you. I mean, softer, you know, things that we would never thought different than you would have done ever 20 years ago, ever, ever would have done. Well, and I think there's an element of it too, especially in the sport of basketball. You have a lot of young men coming into the game at the, you know, from the lower high school level, et cetera, who have had less love in their lives. Right. And that's just a condition of our society right now. Right. Where, you know, dads aren't, dads aren't around, and, and uh, a lot of young men, especially in, in uh, at-risk communities, have been raised by a woman and really do need the presence of a man in his, in his life. And if that man's abusive, it's not a good for Well, him. think about this. One, one of the, the – in the NBA right now, one of the guys uh, – Misunderstood for a kind way to say it. J.R. Smith? Is Boogie Cousins. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Boogie Cousins, one of my good friends. In fact, when I was a rookie in New York, I played with a guy named Truck Robinson. And and Truck was an assistant coach in Sacramento. And, I'm, and, and Boogie's got all the talent in the world. He just can't get out of his own way. We've all been been there in our own real lives. And I asked him, I said, I said, Truck, just kind of what you were saying, what, you know, what's his deal? He goes, he never had a man in his life growing up. He was always raised by his mom and women. And he does not trust men. 
And so when all of a sudden you get these coaches and you get coaches that can be hard on him, and he actually – and listen, Mike Mike Malone is, is a demanding coach, but I think he lets his player know he also loves him. Boogie loves this guy, and he doesn't like any – I mean, he's gotten four or five coaches absolutely fired. Um, but he said that, that – just what you talked about, he, he never had a man that he felt he could trust in his life. And so when these men and male coaches come in and are – you got to do this way, he's been – Wait a minute, you know, you know. Then you think the psychology of the sport and everything else. So yeah, I think you're absolutely right on. And so why well, I think you can still be demanding, but they got to know you love them. They they got to know. Then we're just rambling. I, I, <laughs> You've got to play a fatherly I, role, I, abs- which a professional abs- sports absolutely. coach does not expect. I, I interviewed one time for for what is now a G League coach, and actually was offered the job. Um, but it was they paid nothing. Mm. It was really bad. It's like doing this thing tonight. <laughs> oh, right. it's probably yeah, they didn't even give beer. Better and they this. had to buy my own beer. Um, and, and when I was doing the interview of the job, I said, "Listen, guys are in this development league. There's something wrong with them. It's kind of like, and I always thought there's a junior college in my hometown that maybe I'd go back someday and be the junior college coach. If you're going to junior college as opposed to a a four year college, there's something wrong with you, either with your game." with your grades, with your mental aspect and prospect, whatever, uh, there, there's something wrong. And I said, I would look at it the same way. There's something wrong with these guys. First thing I would do is said, listen, and, and listen, you want to try to win and all that stuff. I said, but I'm going to try to, to sell that I want to improve them because if their goal isn't to make the NBA, they, sh- they shouldn't even they be, shouldn't in this, be playing basketball. They, they shouldn't be yeah. in this league anymore. Yeah. You should go somewhere else. And I want them to know that my job is to make them better players to get to the NBA. And I, for me, and, and I think and I went over those guys. To me, I'm saying, listen, I, got, I'm, I love you guys. I may not like you, but I'm going to love you. And everything I do is to make you better and hopefully make you an NBA player. And I think I think that's the approach you got to do do with some of these guys. Now, I think there's a line, and I think the Denver Nuggets will get to that line soon. That you got some really young talent, but eventually you're going to have really middle aged talent, and soon you're going to, you know, what I'm saying that there comes a time when you're going to have to demand it's time that that you take off the training wheels and you got to go. You got to do it on your own. How much you push early? I think I think right now I think coaches are in the experimental age. CSU is in a, is in a tough position because what do you do now? What do you do now? Well, how do you like the idea of this of this Becky Hammond? Well, I'm, Hammond. A, I'm a fan of hers. I, and, and, and my daughters, it's funny because my daughters loved her when she was playing at CSU because they all played basketball. And I am a monster fan of hers. I, I'm also, as we talk about maturing, I would have said 20 years ago, no way I'm going to come play for a girl. No way I'm going to play. Now, I want to. Sounds wanna, like a great idea. I want to play for the best best yeah. coaches possible. And if Becky Hammond can coach, I don't care that she's female. Who gives Who gives a crap? I, I want somebody who, who has my best interests at heart and is going to help us win and succeed and get me to the next level. And, and if Becky Hammonds can sell that, I don't care that she's a woman. Who cares? She's a, she's a Spurs assistant. It's good enough for them, right? I mean, yeah. it should be good enough for anyone else. And, and I don't think he hired and Pop. And listen, Pop's a social. Socially uh, uh, aware. Look at this. It's time to go, everybody. Socially aware as anybody. Um, But I promise you, he ain't going to hire her just because she's a a female. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. How about that? I still got hands on Yeah, I don't know. I see that. That was a good catch, yeah. Well, well, listen, we're we're at an hour here. So So perfect. Let's let's start wrapping up so we can get Scott out of here. But um, 
But we now you. This guy's spent time around microphones before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I've been on places you couldn't have it had no engineers. Um, we have him on. We have him recorded as saying he'll come back, so he can't get uh, out absolutely. of it. That's on the record. He can't That's get out of it. That's on the official record. Yeah, and, and and Scott, you are in the middle oh, of the yeah, Nugget season, so so too. I am I am I am very um, I am just honored that you would come and yeah, and it was sit really with us. awesome. I mean, he was in he was in L.A. last night. He's got oh, he's he's got uh, Detroit tomorrow right man. here at Denver. So and I fly to Memphis. Although I'm going to be in Memphis on Bill Street for for uh, oh. St. Patty's Day. Oh well, huh? That's that's. Uh, let me send you a picture. Have a little rib, a couple ribs for me. Oh, they're, gonna, they're gonna they're gonna have they're gonna have some Guinness there. I'm sure. So, so uh, Sulky Sullivan's. You ever been to Beale Street? Sulky no, Sullivan. I, no, I have been to Beale Street, and it's yeah. I have, yeah wait, it's yeah, okay. in Memphis. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've been there. I mean, it's, it's been a long time. It's got enough bars. Yeah, <laughs> Memphis, right? So, and music. So the, music. Uh, the the Peabody Hotel is the famous hotel there, right? Right, right, right? That's where the ducks come in, right? Right. I got the worst hangover of my entire life in that hotel. I sat with a buddy of mine and I drank Colt forty five in a bathtub. Oh, and, and I got hammered. I almost threw up in the lobby of that place because I was so hungover. Okay, now the real story is he was drinking Colt forty five in the in the ducks pond and drinking part of that water. I might have gotten up yeah. there. Yeah, I might have gotten up. Duck water will do that. Well, listen, this was great, <laughs> and I and I and I don't I don't, I. I I, I we've got a ton more to talk to you about, and we, I wish we could. I wish we could keep you. One question, I, I'll give you the shortest answer. Okay. Give me one question you wanted to ask. You have it's, to ask. Colin. You got the list. Uh, what's your ultimate concert opening act and headliner? You know what I've been getting into? I, I texted you this on the way over here because I had to get for the thing. I was out in the, the parking lot listening to Five Finger Death Punch. <laughs> and I'm going to Five Finger Death Punch this summer. Wow. They're, they're, in, they're in Denver. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 and Mama loves uh, 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 Slipknot. Wow. So I haven't, wow. I haven't got to Slipknot. Do a whole show on that. But I also, I also love Train. So do you? Okay. I, I'm the what do you do at a concert? You're so tall. It's the most awkward thing in the world for me because, I, because A... Hey, I'm here to listen. I don't care what the band looks like. I just want to listen to good music. So I've never been a stand-up guy. But then all of a sudden, the music's good, and the whole band, everybody stands up like a Red Rocks. And like five rows behind you, they're throwing popcorn in your I, I feel horrible. So I'm basically, I'm hunched standing. Oh, I, I'm kind of hunched over, and I look, and there's always, it's always, I'm always in front of the girlfriend. I'm six right? inches shorter than you, and I get the same thing. Don't you feel bad? Yes, like I feel like crap. everywhere. And this is not just there. It's everywhere I go. I think from now on, uh, when Red Rocks employees see me, they ought to put me backstage. Let me they just should. They just right on the side. That'd hey, Scott, great. come backstage with the band. They got sweets. That's awesome. Well, we we got we got plenty more for you, Scott. We appreciate your time. We know you're busy. You got a lot going on, but this has been awesome. We, it's been a long time coming. Um, we definitely want to have you back in the summer. You know, and Anytime. that, that would be it. awesome. And we'll 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 do it upright then. We'll make sure we all we all uh, have plenty. We'll have more. Beer. We'll have our ducks in a row. That's absolutely yeah. so. Um, it's awesome. I mean, he's Scott Hastings. He's I mean, it needs no introduction. I guess I or. or our outroduction or exit introduction, yeah. whatever you want to call it, but um, you know, you know where to find him. He's on, he's on uh, the radio, and uh, you know, and he's on the Nuggets game, so uh, you can uh, you can find him there. But uh, so I'll go and let him out and, and lock the door behind him, and we'll do another, and we'll, and we'll do more. But ten, thank you so much. It's anytime. been awesome. I'm I appreciate sure, so I'll do the same time. I love it's this. awesome. Thank you. So uh, hey, um, we'll be back after we let Scott out, and we'll uh, we'll have another uh, we'll have another segment. time I grab the mic, my bankroll's getting fat. Freaky Tales took care of that. You know I'm coming up. Cause every time you see my face, I'm rolling oh so tough. When I made the cut, the, the, the Freaky Tales, I started picturing this. I'll name my album Born in Mac with the cleanest drop barrettes. 
there you go, guess who's on my tip, you said I just got out of jail, jump right back on that pipe, Yo, sister. 70 degrees today, another 70 degree day tomorrow, oh man, it is a perfect time to head into Sportique Scooters and look into a motor scooter for getting around Denver. You can park the thing at a bike rack. You don't have to have a license plate on it. You don't have to have a motorcycle endorsement to ride one. 50cc scooters are for everybody, and it's a great way to get to Coors Field to watch the Colorado Rockies play. Get into the game with Sportique. Where's scooters come from? Don't even sweat it, dude. We'll fucking worry about that later. Just open another one. I'll cut that carpet tile out and just put a new one down. I'm glad you actually finally got it over Damn it, dude. Take it to the special man. Lay on the hand. You guys, I had a dream that we had Scott Hastings. I had a dream that we had Scott Hastings on. Hold on, here we go. So, you can hear it on the podcast if you can't hear it on the live stream. Yeah, it's fun. Bauhaus doing uh, Bauhaus Ziggy doing Ziggy Stardust. Yeah. I always like this version better. Oh, it's great. Yeah, it's fantastic. It's a little faster. Um, yeah, it's just slightly faster. A little bit more intense. A little bit more gothic, I think, maybe. That's pretty gothy. A, a, a tad gothy? I mean, when it comes down to gothy, it, it's pretty much Peter Murphy and then everyone else. Um, He's kind of the gothiest one. Oh, yeah. Wait a minute. I said, maybe I'm, you know, at the beginning of The Hunger, it's Bela Lugosi's dead, I think. But yes. I thought that was from this. I don't know what the fuck it is. But it, well, okay. This is definitely on the same album with Bela Lugosi that I usually listen to because it's a greatest hits album that I usually bother yeah. with. But I'm just confusing it because the Bowie was in The Hunger, maybe. I don't know. But, um, I don't know. It's all easily confused. Yeah, The Hunger's a really good movie. It's very 80s. I love the phrase leper messiah. Yeah, like, yeah. I picture this Jesus who's reaching out over this crowd of starving humans. Like, they're all people who haven't had meat in forever. And his chunks of Jesus' oh. skin are falling into the crowd. And they're messily devouring it. And Jesus' blood is all over their mouth. Wow. I, I mean, picture a leper way. messiah. It would be like that. Are you talking Leopard Messiah from Bowie, or are you talking about Leopard Messiah from Metallica? I'm saying a Leopard Messiah. Which Metallica got from this, I would think. But I would have to think. Anyway, welcome back. Um, we had Scott Hastings on. Yeah, this whole rest of this thing is just like a huge downer. Yeah, for I know. We're just, we're just going to basically kind of <laughs> yeah. coast. We're gonna no coast one's to listening a, to this. This is like the refractory uh, period uh, of a podcast. We're, gonna, we're just going to coast to a, a, a stop <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, and, uh, and just let it, let it, uh, let it uh, filter out from there. 
Oh, uh, excuse me. Um, but good show, though. Scott was uh, excellent. and uh, I could tell he actually thinks Malone sucks. I could tell eh, by how nicely he said he, stuff. He definitely phrased it very diplomatically. Yes, which, and I think what he was – you know, I was thinking yesterday, we, we are going to miss the playoffs. I say we. The, the Your Denver Nuggets, John, your Denver Nuggets are going to miss the playoffs. There's not a and chance you're making the playoffs. There's not a chance. Hardly a chance. There's a 32% chance, according to 508 or whatever the fuck I say there's no chance. Um, 532. 538. 530 yeah that um but the the <laughs> wait, wait 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 538 said uh, trump had a, like a 38 percent chance of winning so there's a chance there's, yeah there's, there's, a, chance. there's a chance but i thought about what uh i thought about the game where and i can't remember who it was it was like a week ago where malone sat murray and Jokic for the entire fourth quarter yeah in a, in a winnable game to try and prove some kind yeah. of bizarre coaching point or like in the never midst playing of a, manimal ever, 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 ever. And I'm no, I'm no huge Kenneth Fareed fan. Believe me, I'm not a huge fan. What I do know, know about that. Fareed is if you throw him on the court for a couple minutes, he'll foul a dude, he'll slam the ball home, the crowd will go wild, and you can get mm. some valuable minutes out of the guy. I don't understand. I really don't. And it's almost like Malone does not want to go into the playoffs as a seven or an eight seed and have to play the Warriors or the Rockets. Who can play him? Why, I honestly why, think he's... Why, why, you want to go to the playoffs, though? I you, think he's tanking this shit, dude. I think Malone's tanking it. For what? For what reason? Nobody else in the Denver media will bring you this hot take. Yeah. This shit's I think been Malone's taking it from tanking it. day one, not day 65. You sit Jokic and... And Murray for the entire fourth quarter of a game. Well, he's proven a point of some. Student. Yeah, that he doesn't want to make the playoffs. No, and he's tanking it. No. They want right. to finish with the nine seed. The fuck point the, is fuck the, the you think, he thinks uh, you oh. soft. Fuck the Nuggets. I'm heartbroken. I want to yeah, talk really. about. I want to talk about my abs who are going to make the playoffs. Oh. Who, who are in the number one? They are. They are the number one wild card spot right now. They. 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 I. I thought they were dead in the water. They're now the yeah, number one was, wild card. I think two weeks ago you told me they weren't. I was the like, yeah, they're done because they just look kind of this kind of disc, discombobulated. Is um, Nathan McKinnon legit? Oh MVP? yeah, like legit. Oh hell yeah, really? hell yeah, oh yeah. And and I wasn't even sure. if they finished with like an eight seed. Uh, Wouldn't the MVP be on a one seed? N- no, because it's it's not necessarily based on that. And if the, it's kind of there's like there's goal leaders, there's there's uh you know uh, there's kind of like an MVP type thing. Um, there's various ways to judge it, but um, he won't win that. No, he won't win like an MVP or like the you know the, the heart, heart trophy. Yeah, he won't win the heart trophy. Um, but he's legit i mean he's he's seriously fucking good and i think uh i think they're gonna they have a bright future let's put it that way because there's times when they look fucking good last night they look good like they just fucking throttled those guys do you feel good about bednar yes i do wow yeah that's high praise because you're not a you're not you're not quick to embrace a head coach. I think he got thrown. That's my nice. Way I think of he got it. thrown to the wolves uh, last year because they were they were kind of behind the eight ball with Wap cutting out on him early or you know late in the uh, process, and he um, he didn't have much to work with. They had a horrible season. They've played very well this season, and I think um, I think they're just going to get better. I, obviously, if they make the playoffs, I don't I don't think they're going to make it out of the first round, but. Obviously, I'm, I was wrong about them even making the playoffs. Um, but uh, well, you know, John, in the NHL, all you need in a playoff round is to have a goalie who gets hot. Sorry, that's my that's other great hot take. But um, they're really scoop, good. They're they're really good at home. They're not so good on the road. Although they were last night, but 
Um, no, Scott Stafford. That was not my Scoop Nemeth impersonation. That was another one, which I had only just then made up. This is my Scoop Nemeth impersonation. Um, we're getting close to the, we're good. getting close to the fifteen minute mark, and I'm I'm sure if anyone wants to hear us dildos talk, they'll they'll keep tuning in. But um, the, we talked a little spring training. Colin's not going now, but um, Rocky season's coming up. You guys excited? I mean, it's oh, looking heck yeah, good. It's, yeah, it's, it's gonna be it's, good. Uh, World Series or bust? Right really? Now. Wow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you think it's World Series or bust? Yeah, you guys. Well, not, I mean, not World bust, Series or bust? Uh, I think how they're about, going. The how World about Series. real close? How about postseason? I think I think a round or two in the playoffs if they can. I mean, I'm thinking that right now. At least at least get out of that damn wild card uh, round. No, they're going to the World Series this year. Can wow. you imagine? You guys, you guys just imagine. Just cargo. I'm excited. Oh, it's very about excited about cargo. I'm so excited about cargo. Just take a deep breath for me for a moment, gentlemen. Just imagine the Colorado Rockies just won the World Series. Wow. Oh and, my and, God! And, and John and I are, are instantly, are yeah, instantly, we're there. they jump to number two in Denver behind the Broncos. Instant well, they're number, they're number, they're oh, number, they're number two. two. They're number two already. No. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I think you think two. so? Absolutely. Yeah. In in terms of what? In terms of just general fan love, overall fan, fan love, love and attention, because baseball is uh, much more like widely accepted than than any other sports. Huh. Basketball has a problem of having See, too many I, black guys. Oh. Well, also has a, a crunchy Oh, problem. you make a solid point. But no, I would think the NBA would be number two. No, definitely not. Not in no. Denver. Denver's way too white for that. Way too white. Wow. Denver's one of the whitest places in the world. I saw it recently on this. It, it is. Sort of Why do you think the home, home values are so high? Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. But um, ho- hockey's great, white and people. hockey's one of my favorites, but um, it's certainly not. But on that's a very white sport. That's the very, whitest sport. It's very There's white. Nothing it's whiter like, than so hockey. you got the blackest sport, you got the whitest sport. They're going to take a seat to America's pastime. Which, right, which which does offer diversity, absolutely, and very, satisfies very people diverse. from you all got, political backgrounds. You got you got white people, you got Trumpers, you got uh, you got black people, you've got um, Hispanic people. I'll bet and you some of them and, and the occasional Asian, the occasional sure, Asian. sure, the so. occasional Asian. That's my new restaurant. <laughs> That's a new restaurant. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> every now and then I'm in the mood for some Asian. So I stop by occasional Asian. I'm gonna get some delivery from occasional Asian. <laughs> <laughs> you sell Asian food, not Thai, not. Chinese food, not sushi. Okay. We got some Asian food. I got Asian roll. Okay, I, got Asian, I got Asian burger. Wow. Hey, uh, let's talk, Colin. Let's we'll get out of here soon. But um, let's talk a little Broncos. I know you love your Broncos. We're oh both wearing Broncos hats. Oh you know, I didn't. God. I didn't wear my Rockies um, spring training hat because I thought, oh, Colin's gonna wear his. I don't want to be wearing the same hat as him. So Scott thinks we're total dildos. Not Scott Hastings, not you. you I know you think we're doing well, I totally think <laughs> yeah. you guys are always doing So I, I didn't wear it. So yeah. I wore a Broncos hat. Colin wears Broncos hat. So let me tell you about this hat. So Well, hold on. Let's, okay. No, no, no. Talk about me, the hat. This no. is an aside. This is what I call an aside. You, and, th- and that meaning that you need to remember where you were because as soon as I tell this aside, you're going to have to go right back into what you're, you were saying okay. before. Okay. So th- I, this a dude gave me this hat because I said nice hat. Guy was in the showroom. We were talking. That's a nice hat. He had a question. I said, I like that hat. Nice hat. And he gave he goes, it to you. It's your hat. Wow. And I suspect he just shoplifted it, honestly, to be honest with you. <laughs> he was like, I'm going to get rid well, of it. It's still special, though. It had a price tag yeah. on everything. Did but it? no, a dude just gave it to me. That's a nice hat. I I like like what it. were you saying? I like, it. I like the gray. I have, I, have a white, I have a gray White Sox hat that I really like. I would like to wear it. But um, I think John was saying is how almost excited are you 
for Case Keenum. <laughs> now look, I I listen. Case, it's not exciting. It's not sexy. It's it's awful. But um, uh, but Case Keenum is not a bad. I'm almost quarterback. excited for it. Case Keenum is a, is a pretty good quarterback. If you watched him, because I did, um, because I had I had Vikings players in fantasy, and you guys know I'm a I'm a three time champion. Snyder and I were in Vegas. We had money on the game. Yeah, yes, I watched. I'm a three time champion in fantasy. Yeah, I don't know if you guys know that, yeah, but um, I, I am very well aware. Yeah, are you aware of that? But um. Keenum, Keenum, he threw some he threw some balls to some guys, and so he was a viable fantasy quarterback actually down the stretch. He was really good. Yeah. So I guaranteed, you know, maybe going to the Broncos is is a step down for him if unless they fix some things. But um, he's decent, and it depends what they do in the draft, obviously. But but you everyone complaining about oh this is terrible, it's terrible. It's like he's a he's a huge step up from what they. Oh, have. he's fine. Okay, Keenum's fine. I got no problem with Keenum. Okay. My fear is, and I and Mike Kliss floated this, and when Mike Kliss floats something, that's the lube, okay? And that when he, means when he floats something, you go, "Ooh, Elway, something's coming." Elway's bringing the wiffle ball bat on this one. He, oh no, he's like, well, you know, I think the Broncos like the two-year agreement with Case Keenum because. They're really hoping over the next two years they can get Paxton Lynch ready to go. Uh, that is- in other words, they're not going to take the fifth pick on a quarterback. Now, I became optimistic, more optimistic today when I found out that seven of those fuckers went up to uh, Wyoming, to, or not Wyoming, Oklahoma, to watch Baker Mayfield play So um, for his pro day. So yeah, hopefully... Yeah. Um, hopefully that's a sign that maybe see, they are. See what the Broncos but- need to do is what what I do with my son. Like when my son screws up or he's getting poor grades, what mm-hmm. what do I do? I take away his PlayStation. Right. That's what the Broncos need to do. Take away Paxton Lynch's PlayStation. He's probably got an Xbox, but because he's kind of a nerd. But um, yes, you're right. Yeah. Take it away, Broncos. Take it away, and maybe we got something. I don't think so. Uh, I don't think so. And it, wh- what I do think is that this is an epically awesome quarterback draft. There's like five certifiable dudes and who are like sweet. So um, if you've got a, a year like that and you have a top five pick, I cannot imagine not taking a quarterback. I'd love to know what Snyder has to say about this. I'll call him tomorrow. Um, He's probably still watching unless he fell asleep, so he can probably chime well, in. Well, what's your take on it, John? Do you, do you, are, you, are you passionate um, as I am that Keenum is great as long as you're going to draft somebody? If you're not going to draft somebody, this whole the whole thing is is Matt is for, a fuck. First of all, I don't I I couldn't this this is my flaw. If I have one flaw, which is probably pretty rare, maybe maybe you have a flaw. It's that I don't know anything about these college quarterbacks, so I couldn't tell you. Um, I, I don't think Snyder's a Mayfield fan. And I don't know either. I only know what these people Je- say. Uh, the Money Mommy is not a Mayfield fan. The, she doesn't like him oh, either. Oh, they think he's smug. They, well, I, whatever. I, I don't care about I smug. I love Curtis Mayfield. Yeah, I, I love Curtis Mayfield. He's, he's awesome. Great. Um, if it's truly a great quarterback class, uh, they need to get somebody for the future. Paxton Lynch is not going to cut it. He's not going to cut it. I, I don't know who's who's watching that and thinking, yeah, this guy's going to fucking get it together. Because think about the young quarterbacks that have that have that have risen that have risen up this past year. Um, Carson Wentz, the fucking dude in L.A. I can't think of his name. Um, they they made great strides from their from their rookie seasons. Right, you saw an improvement. Now Lynch didn't he didn't get a full season. Here's to the start. thing, though: the Broncos don't do it. They don't do it. They don't commit to anything and that's what i don't like about this keenum thing 
look at the way things have gone the last couple of years. Nobody ever knows entering training camp who the starter is. True. Nobody feels good about their job. Everyone has is looking over their shoulder. They've never given somebody like Paxton Lynch the reins. No. How no. can you judge a guy when he's doing spot duty in the midst of the whims of whatever the general manager thinks right now? And and that brings me to I'm beginning to lose faith in John Elway, especially as, when it comes to the quarterback thing. When he was hired with the Broncos, I, I was elated. I thought this is what God intended, and I still feel that way, but I don't think he's well, getting it done. What is before. Vance Joseph still doing uh, here? I know. Listen, he's a disaster area. We're going to have to see what happens in the draft if they don't go for a quarterback, which, you know, obviously... If they don't go quarterback in the top five, I'm going to be so pissed. Keenum, are there, are there any quarterbacks over 6'5 in the... Uh, no. No, well, I think, they're all, I think they're all shorter. Then he won't do it. <laughs> he won't do it. Yeah. They're... We'll have to see what they do. If they don't do anything, you never know. Next year, there could be another crop of quarterbacks, and they're not going to be very good, so they can probably snag another one then. So, Well, will there be one over 6'5"? Ooh, and then, and then he's going then then to pick trigger. it. I just, man, I mean, you're right. Paxton Lynch probably didn't get a totally f- a fair shake, but what's he going to do for the next two years? He's going to sit there, and he's going to watch him. He's not going to get any better. They should just they, get, they should just keep him to save face and then move the fuck on. Trevor Simeon. Gone today, gone. right? He's gone. Minnesota? He's in, he's in awesome. Minnesota Captain, now. Listen, I told Captain Bronco, um, L.A. Baby, who loves Trevor Simeon too, we're going to have the we're gonna have the trial of Captain Bronco next time we meet. We're going to have oh, the trial nice. of because we're going to prosecute him for his crimes of loving Trevor Simeon. And uh, L.A. Baby is going to be his uh, his lawyer because she loves him too. So, wow. yeah, she gets to defend him. I hope she wears that little number from the tile bathroom. She, she, can, she can wear whatever she wants. So uh, we're going to have that coming soon. So you have a lot to look forward to. So let's get out of so, here. Real quick. Okay, real yes, quick. we'll close it up. The, the doom and gloom with the Broncos yeah. is going to go even deeper oh. as time goes by because, as we've heard discussed in limited quantities in the, in the local media, the team has no ownership structure. <laughs> Yep. And God only knows how much longer Elway is going to be there. And God only knows who would come in if he doesn't. I think the next five years with the Denver Broncos are going to be quite a shitty experience. And the Broncos you know from the proud history since 1960 might be a thing of the past. I hope not. So Broncos are rebuilding right now. They're about to rebuild the organization from the fucking top mm -hmm. down. From the top I, down. I think, I think it, Joe Ellis has probably been in charge of the ownership. Until the kids decide, until Pat dies and the kids go, fuck off, Joe Ellis. Yeah, we want that money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good, the money. That, it's the Bolin's money. That, well, hey, look. Joe I, Ellis works for them. I'd be like, hey, look. I'm, I'm, I'm making the money. I'm the money's coming yeah. in, right? They're not not getting a check, right? Every, they're not, they're getting money. And if, and if and if Pat dies, when Pat dies, They'll they'll be getting money. I'd just be like, hey, just I, I don't want the fucking headache. Just give me the money. I'll I'll watch. Can I have a nice seat for every Sunday? Then awesome. That's great. That's all I'd want. I don't want to run the fucking team. Fuck that. Sounds like a nightmare. Well, they want to run the city. Blood of the city. Blood of the city. Ugh. It yes. could be a big mess, guys. So it, enjoy your Rockies. And, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Hey, thanks for listening, everybody. And uh, boy, what a pleasure. Avalanche, what a pleasure to have Scott Rockies. Um, not so much the nuggets, but you got some good stuff to look forward to. So we'll get Scott. We'll get Scott back um, next uh, next uh, summer. This summer after the uh, after the nuggets are done with so. Dave Logan. With maybe with Dave Logan, we should bring Susie Wardgen in too. 
She's so hot. If you get that many people, like I said, we're just going to go stand in the corner and we'll let them talk. You you can do it. You can do it. We'll we'll bring them drinks. Here's here's your drink, Mr. Logan. We'll get on mic when you say that. That'd be awesome. And then you'll feel good. All right, let's get out of here. Um, We went way over, but it was warranted. And uh, we'll hopefully... Maybe... We'll have we'll have this Scott back next time. Maybe next time too. We'll have. We'll God, I hope Scots. so. Who knows? We'll see what happens. Uh, until not. next time, this has been the South Stands Denver Fancast. Adios. We love you, Denver. <laughs>